many Christians are hidden in a corner because now the, the non-Christians ask the question, now what do you think about this? So Jesus was saying to the, saying to the disciples, look, I've trained you, I've walked with you. Have you learnt in this experience, do you really know who I am? After everything I've said and everything I've done. And of course they said, Peter stand, stands up and pipes up and says, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's a powerful statement right there. And Jesus turns around and says, awesome job, mate. Awesome job. But you didn't get that by your own looking and seeing things. But my Father who is in heaven revealed this thing. The Messiah means the anointed one, the Christ, the God in bodily form, the one who came to save the world to set him free. That's what Peter was saying and declaring, the son of the living God. And so he shared, so Jesus said, well done, and because of your, your revelation, I'm going to tell you something, Peter. I started calling you Peter, but your real name was Saul, but I had prophetically already declared to you that you were going to be Peter, mean little rock. But upon this rock, this understanding, this revelation that you'll receive from heaven, the church will grow and begin. On the word that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Saviour of the world. It's a powerful statement. And, and I, then I spoke and quickly about that, how Peter had the honour to be the first one to stand up after Pentecost and give the good news about who Christ was, and the church began in a moment in time. And about 3,000 people were baptised. How's that for a quick growth? Try to work that into statistics. How do you grow a church? Well, I grew from zero to 3,000 in a day. God came to town. God moved. On that rock, I will build my church. It's a powerful statement. We said about how it's important to get revelation, to survive in this world, to, to walk in this world, and to, to continue on to be effective in this world. We have to walk by the revelation of Jesus Christ, standing on his rock, because he is the rock. It doesn't matter how much waves come against us, we stand on the rock of Jesus. And we will be immovable and strong in him. But it always is about him, not us. So I want to continue, and then I went like this, and when I finished it off, I said this question, what do you do with the church? You can't defeat it. You can't destroy it. You can't stop it. It's the bride of Christ. Christ died for the church. The church is his idea not ours. And so what did I say at the end? I suggest that you join it. It's a good idea, would you think? You might as well join the winning team on the winning side. And this is the, this is the part I've been waiting to get to. That was just only a prelude to what I really wanted to preach on. 
And I pray I give it justice today. And there's so much in this that it could go for weeks, I don't know what, what's going to happen. It's in Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you that you are on this rock, that's that revelation, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it or the gates of hell. So let's talk about gates. Remember the Bible's full of symbols. So is it like the front gate of a house and now you attack everyone? Oh, there's a demon coming. I've got to grab the first gate that I get to. Is that what Jesus is trying to say to us? Is it a literal gate that he's talking about or is he saying, I want you to look past what I'm saying and, and look at the spirit of the word? See, in the scriptures, the gate is a meeting place. It's the entrance into a kingdom, into a domain. In the old days, they had fortresses. And because they got fortresses, guess what they had at the, at the front? A gate to let people in or out. It's an entrance way into a kingdom. And Jesus said, and the gates of hell, that's the entrance way of hell, cannot defeat you. That it's also the gates mean power, authority, influence, and rule. That's the symbolic meaning of the gates of hell. That means Jesus is saying, Satan's reign and rule is over. It will not prevail against you. It will try to come against you. Let's not kid ourselves. All get saved and it's going to be rosy and you're not going to have a problem. You soon find out that's not true. You soon realise that you've got an enemy and he not only dislikes you, he actually hates you and wants to destroy you. And everyone can get, all oh, the devil this, the devil that. No, that's not what my scripture's saying here. It says the gates of hell, his power, his authority cannot defeat the church. So who's the church? Individuals becoming a body is the church. As I said, the devil has tried to defeat the church for millennia and he has not succeeded. The gates of hell have tried to stop the church from progressing but he did not defeat the church. We're on the winning side, church. We have to get our hearts and our minds around these concepts. So how do you... If, if the gates are a, a doorway in to a realm or a kingdom, how do you get in? In Psalm 100 verse 4 it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. That means you come in praising God. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You're coming into the creator of the universe, the ruler of the universe. And so you're not worried about what the enemy's doing or what you're going through. You just say, God, praise your name. We lift your name up because your eyes are focused on him. Because there is a way of coming into the throne room. It's with a boldness. It's with a confidence. There's an opening for us to walk in. If we only do it and just praise our way in. 
And as we're praising our way in, it starts to change and we start to get thankful for all the things that God has already done for us and believing for the things that he's not going to do for us. See, the gates of your mindsets, church. Because I know once you get into the, into the, the most holy of holies, you're just going to worship. Because then you know the greatness of our God. When you come into the throne room of God, everything, your problems are nothing. You don't think about them. You go, whoa, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And every situation you face feels fleeting. There's no power in it anymore when you're in the awesome presence of God. There was a, there was a, there was a stage in Paul's life where he, he, had, he, he went on to interesting adventures and, and his mission fields were buried and far it was different. One day, his mission field was a prison cell. He was chained up close to his mate Silas, and and they thought, well, well, I'm in prison, and I'm, I'm just hanging around. We might as well have a praise session, because the gates of hell had tried to stop him from doing the work. The devil didn't want him presenting the gospel to the Gentiles, so the devil had a great idea. He thought. Let's lock him up and chain him up. Doesn't that feel sometimes like that? We, we feel like when the enemy comes to us, I can't do anything now. He's got me corny. He's got me, he's got me stopped. I just can't do anything. But not Paul and Silas. They turned around and said, let's have a praise party. And when they started to praise and worship God, there were prisoners everywhere. But then... Heaven erupted. The earth shook. The gates broke open. The power of believing God over what the gates of hell tried to do. Those gates broke down in front of Paul and Silas. And when the prison guard realised what had happened and he thought all the prisoners had escaped, this is amazing. Paul goes, it's all right, we're all still here. That's amazing to me. Maybe for Paul and Silas, they, they've got their faith in God, but these prisoners could be going to their death. And I know if I'm in trouble and, and, and a jail door opens, I'm not there anymore. I can guarantee you. Oh, let's be honest, if you've got a death sentence and there's an opportunity, I'm going to live a bit longer. <laughs> but they didn't move. See, when, when, when we worship God through our situation, others pay attention to what we're doing. They know we're going through a situation. But then they see how we operate, how we live in a different realm, in a different dynamic, and our faith rises to the top. It's an amazing thing, what God does. And what happened after that, when, when the two gates came together, the two powerful forces come together. When Paul and Silas praised, everything else fell apart. When the devil thought he had him beat, now an opportunity had come for, for Paul and Silas to witness to the prison guard and his whole family got saved. What the enemy thought would stop him, it gave an opportunity for God to reach out, to touch and to save lives. So every time the enemy comes against you and says, I wonder what God's going to do through this. 
What souls are going to be saved? What example is it going to show? What testimony do I have? Because we're going to stand on the belief that Jesus is the rock and the devil has no power over me. He might use words and he might attack me, but ultimately God is my source. It is God who is my strength. Do you believe it, church? Because if you believe it, then you'll start to walk in the power and authority of what God has for you. You will not be moved from the situation. You might get a bit of knee quaking at times because the reality when things hit you, let's be honest, the first result is, heck, I'm in trouble. But then if you realise that you're on the rock of Jesus, you recover from it, and you get on the rock and go, God's got me covered in this. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm going to go forward in him because he will give me the victory. We have to rise up in this church. If we want to be effective for God, we have to stand up, rise up, and become all that he's called us to be. God's talked about fear. It's the biggest killer, I believe, in church. The church is not rising up into their rightful place because fear is preeminent, and that's what the devil uses. Fear. What would people think? What happens if I make a mistake? What happens if it's not my call? He does everything there to stop us from rising up in our rightful place, in our rightful gifts and callings. Because our body's disconnected because our parts aren't working. I'm looking for people who, who have got healing gifts. I've got people who, who have got... Um, Helps gifts. I'm looking for all these people who know who they are in Christ and do their part. I'm not talking just in the church. Hospitality is in your house. You see someone and you have compassion on them and say, I can feed you. It doesn't have to be in here. This is just the workplace where we mature and we grow together as a family and then the whole world is our oyster to bring about God's kingdom because Satan has lost his rule, power and authority. The day that Jesus died on the cross, he said it is finished. Then he went into heaven. He got the keys to hell and death. He got it all. All authorities back to him. He comes to man and says, guess what, guys? The devil used to have some power, a bit of authority, because Adam made a mistake, but I got it back. I've got it back. He's defeated. He's been cast out of Hell, heaven, and he's down on the earth. Now he's angry as. Because he knows he's only got a short time. He's trying to stop the church. Let me give you revelations. Let me give you revelations. I'm well ahead, but that's all right. It's all good. Because I'm going to teach you that the only power that Satan has is his thoughts, his words. That's all the power. And he's very effective at it, at convincing us about lies about words. So I want you to, um, to, to listen to this. I'm going to do a few scriptures. But what I want you to understand is that Satan uses words to try to stop us. And now I'm going to explain. You've got to understand symbols, and Josh is really good at symbols, but we all as a church have to understand and learn how to read the scriptures according to the way the scriptures are and learn to read and understand symbols. What God is saying, using the scripture to interpret scripture. Always. You can't make your own understanding of it. Let me go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 to 18. I just want to give you a whole section of things to give you the answer. 
this great dragon, the ancient serpent, called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all these angels. Remember, this is when Jesus died on the cross. Satan lost his authority in heaven. Jesus got it back. Yes, he can go in and out because there's the world people and that. The greatest authority is Jesus now. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. Salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night. And they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens, rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. When the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But she was given two wings, like those of a great eagle, so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she could be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and a half a time. Then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from his mouth. But the earth helped her by opening his, his mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out from the mouth of the dragon. And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children. We are the children. This is talking about the church. All who keep God's commandments and retain their testimony for Jesus. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. Now, I'm trying to show you that the flood waters is words. Let's go to Psalm 69, verse 1 to 4. This is how you get to know what symbols are. You've got to follow a pattern, show the scriptures will describe, describe and give instructions what it means. For the, this is in Psalm 69, 1 to 4. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be sung to the tune lilies. Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I am in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. Those who hate me without cause outnumber the hairs of my head. Many enemies try to destroy me with lies. Demanding that I give back what I didn't steal. Can you understand? The enemy uses words, thought patterns. We have three sources in our in, with our thought patterns. Thoughts that come from God. Awesome. Love them. Then there's the devil who gives us thoughts. We've got to be discerning of that's why we have to meditate on the Lord day and night, understanding and knowing his spirit. Be sensitive because when the enemy comes, he comes very subtly. He comes like light, it says. And so we've got to discern. But there's also another voice. It's our own voice. It's our own desires. It's our own wants. 
and needs. And so we've got to learn how to discern. We've got to learn how to discern. But there's hope. Here's what the devil's doing. You know, this is all the time. The devil's here. He knows he's got a short time. He's trying to break the church down. Once again, he tries to use words. Tries to use people against us. Because he puts words in other people who want to resist us. And they say, oh, the church is irrelevant. It's outdated. Your truth can be your truth. I'll have my truth. Which is irrelevant because when you, when you put it under the microscope, it fails. How many times do you hear someone saying something and then you put it to the acid test and you go, there's no substance to it. No substance whatsoever. But we have hope, church. It says in Psalm 93, verse 3 to 5, it says this. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voices. Their voice. The floods lift up the roaring of their waves. The Lord on high is mightier and more great, glorious than the noise of many waters. Yes, than the mighty breakers and waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness, apparent in separation from sin, with simple trust and hearty obedience, is becoming to, you, to your house, O Lord, forever. Can you see, there's going to be a lot of voices against the church. Are we hearing them today, church? Are we hearing the media, the, the, the movies and everything? All the voices coming against the church. But we turn around and look what Scripture says. The Lord is high. Is mightier and more glorious than the noise of many waters. The many voices will bow down to the Almighty God. We are His children. We are His offspring. If we represent Him, the voice that we hear from heaven, as if we get the loud to come into us, we speak the same words, the same voice comes through us. Yeah, the devil's got a problem. He thought he had a problem with Jesus on the earth. And Jesus said, look, guys, I have to go away. But it's far better that I go away. Yeah. you comforted the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. My rendition. And with you guys, you're going to wreak havoc. You're going to wreak hell on earth. I'm going to get on. Because now he's trying to deal with what? a couple of me. Now there's many of me. Little me's going everywhere. Becoming like me, declaring what I tell them to do. Now they're going to hell and they're shaking in their boots. But we've got to see it with our spiritual eyes. Because when we try to look naturally, we fail every time. When the bills come, how do you react? When the gates of hell say, you're going to pay it. What are you going to do about it? You know where it goes. Now, I'm going to lose my house. There's a $50 bill. Oh, I'm going to lose my house over this. Then I'm going to go to jail. And the enemy will take you down a path so deep. Now you go into depression. Now you need to see a doctor. Now you need to take tablets for that because you've got a $50 bill. Hello? Let's go reality. Is the enemy putting thoughts in our minds? Emotions drive us. It's our emotions that take us for a walk. 
I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But I'm learning. Because once I get around that mountain so many times, I, I go, oh, I can't be fluey after about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt pretty fluid. <laughs> then I realised, oh, oh my God, God. I've learned a few things over the year. I'm quicker to go to God now. Because I start to declare what the Word of God says in my life. I declare His goodness, His kindness, His favour, and His good intent toward me. See, when Jesus was in the desert, He wasn't alone. He was not alone. It says that Satan was there. It also said the wild beasts were there. But if you if you follow the symbols of what wild beasts are, there were demonic forces were there too. So he was having, he was fasting and praying, so he was dealing with a natural problem. For me it's a natural problem, food, not having it. <laughs> Coffee, not drinking it. <laughs> but what happened was, the Holy Spirit had sent him out there. So he knew that whatever the Holy Spirit wanted, whatever the Father was, wanted to do, it's going to be all right. So when the gates of hell tried to come against Jesus, what was the first thing Satan tried to use? Words. Influencing the mind. It worked with Adam. True? You be just like God. Wow. That's cool. I'll have a bit of that. Words, planting seeds in your mind. If you don't take hold of them, like Paul says, take every thought captive to the knowledge of God. Compare it to what God is saying, the word of God is saying. You'll find your life goes far smoother when you quickly grab and say, is this in line with what the scriptures tell me? And then shut it down if it's not. Don't play with it. Soon as you start to play with it and say, how far on the boundary can I walk and still be in God? You're already on the path of destruction or of failure. But when you stay on the path of what God wants, and that's what Jesus did in the, in the desert, and guess what happened? When he resisted the devil by using the word of God, it says he came back in power and might. And he turned around and was able to set us free. He walked around showing the world the kingdom of God in power, demonstrating it, declaring it. He didn't just use words, he put it into action. We are a church that needs to continue to believe if, it was, if Jesus did it, he's wanting us to do it. Because when he came back, he said, all authority is mine. Now, go and heal the sick. Set the captives free. Cast demons out. Yep. Sometimes we're going to raise our souls from the dead. In the sense of, not, like God said, we're going to die to self, but we're going to raise up and revive our spirit because sometimes we, we get dead inside between us and God. There's a separation because we've let the world and the influences of it take us. And that's what the enemy wants. He doesn't mind us coming to church. I've always said, you can go to church, it doesn't mean you're going to be with the Father. That's right. Many people did mighty deeds for the Father in His name. And He said, Who the heck are you? 
Di kami kami naik dan ayah. Because his thought, the person's thoughts and actions weren't in line with him. There was no relationship with the Father. Because we're meant to be the image of the Father, not the image of ourselves doing what the Father wants. We're going to be the image of God doing what God wants. But the devil doesn't want us to know that. The devil doesn't want, it, want us to know that we are a powerful unit in Christ Jesus. I reiterate, in Christ Jesus. I don't want anyone thinking that they can do it on their own. It is through Christ Jesus by the power of His Spirit and in obedience to what He's telling us to do. Never think that you can do it. Because then Jesus says, I don't know you. You did it for self. You took up the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But I ask you to take the tree of life. Tree of knowledge of good and evil is doing it separate from God. I can do it and go and be partnership with God by taking this and doing it in my own way. And we found out without that them look quick. Down the garden path. Literally. Out. Kicked out. But he preserved the tree of life and Jesus is that tree of life. We have to, in him, give our all. Gee, I'm only just on the prelim on it. Who knows what God wants to do? Isn't it amazing? What's God saying to you? Where's God leading you? The question is, have you sat and asked him? Or have you corrected your path and then asked God to join you on your journey? The enemy likes that. I'll do this for you, God. But God's saying, have you asked me? Have you stopped and thought, what do... I want to be your life. When we get the picture that God's got a perfect plan for our life, as a loving Father who knows us intimately, more intimately than we know, He's designed us specifically, each one of us, for a specific task. And we'll be working and walking in our optimum and walking and working from a place of rest. It'll be done with ease because you're functioning as you ought to. I wish this computer functioned like it ought to. <laughs> but then I give this to someone who can master it and they'll adjust it and fix it. Yeah. Just like our master in heaven. Yeah. When we oh, see if you like it. Switch itself off. Don't you love that? I shouldn't talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> We've got to have fun. Church, we do life, but we do it with laughter and we do it with fun. Amen. Let's get real. No, doesn't matter, does it? I probably yap too much anyway. (laughs) But the heart I want you to know is we have an enemy. He goes around like a roaring lion to seek who he can devour. Don't think he's weak. He can devour only if you leave a door open for him to devour. Two kingdoms clashing. At this moment, which date are you sitting at? 
Who are you listening to at the gate? Because in the Old Testament, they used to, the wise people used to sit at the gate and people used to go there for counsel. I'm thinking of Absalom, how he snuck to the gate to convince people with lies to get, take usurp the authority of King David. Yes. Got to know the voice. You've got to know the voice. I hear too many people talk to me and they're going on this path and I'm thinking, I can't see that being the voice of God. It's the voice of fear, emotions, doubt, and they're just having a go. I understand that. But then are, they, are we, you and I, willing to spend time in God's presence until we have the answer that we hear from God? I believe God speaks to us. Who believes that God speaks to us? We've been given the Holy Spirit as our guide, as our teacher to lead in God. And of course we have good sound doctrine and we have good and people with wisdom. And we ask sound advice and we listen and so forth. But we have the Holy Spirit. But you won't learn to hear the Holy Spirit if you're not sitting at, his, at Jesus' feet to listen. Yeah. Spending time meditating. If you're meditating on all the wrong stuff, when you won't hear the good stuff. Yeah. It says... Whatever is noble, whatever is pure and good report, meditate, have your thoughts set on these. So when the enemy comes and says, you don't have to forgive them, look what they did to you. You know that that's not what the scripture says, and you go, I know where that's coming from. That's either coming from the devil, which it usually is, or out of my own hurt. Obviously I need to go to the Father and find some healing in here, because that, I'm a bit hurt. And then ask, ask for wisdom, how do I deal with it in God? And let the power of God do a change in your life. Church is about transformation. Once we're this way, but we died. If you receive Jesus Christ in your life, you died. When you rose up, you are a new creation. All old has passed away. New things have come. But here, this is the stinking thinking in our lives. The battlefield, I've learned this years ago when I was taking tablets. I mean, real. I took tablets because it was crazy. The punch-ups I had were ferocious. Until I realised something. The battlefield's in the mind. And who I listen to will dictate what I do. It took time to start to walk into victory. Sometimes the enemy won, but I kept persisting. I listened to George Meyer who said, you've got to stop letting the emotions rule you and let the word of God, who do you believe? The emotions which change at any moment with fear or the word of God which is unchangeable and backed up by the God of heaven. Church, we have to stand and make it and say, I'm going to choose the word of God. I don't care what's around me. I'm going to start to believe again. Then the world will see a powerful church, unmoved by the situations around them, confident and bold enough to go and reach the lost, to say, well, the gates of hell defeated, they've been broken. I can walk into hell's doorsteps now, come out of there and come alive. The lost to be saved. Follow Jesus' command. Make disciples of all nations, one soul at a time.
And praise God if we can get a whole bunch in a row. And let's pray for multiple um, salvations, family salvations. We should be believing for this. When we come to church, are you believing that God's going to move in the church? Are we really believing it? Or are we going to think, oh, we can pick, oh, this is what's going to happen this week. That we're so mundane in church that we can't see that the God who can make every snowflake different. Why can't he do something different in church each week? Church, we're going to believe this. Have eyes and ask God every time we come. Understand that I'm a gift to the church. And so the Paul says that we come with something to give to God and to share with others. A positive word, an encouraging word, or whatever it is. And come expecting that God, who we come to give all the glory, all the praise, because that's what church is about. But out of that, something's going to happen. Something different in church. We should be able to pick that, oh, I know this last week was this, but there was something different this week. Not the oh, yeah, same as every week. Because if we come with that mindset, which the enemy wants, God's looking for expectant heart. Faith, God's going to move to that. There's going to be healing. The prophecies, they're going to be the word of God. wonders and everything. I'm not trying to wake up, I'm trying you to believe the word. I'm over just talking about it and I'm not really seeing people here. I've seen people here, don't get me wrong. I've gone overseas and I've seen people. We've seen them here. Gail's a walking miracle. Where are you, Dad? Yes, I Gail, years ago, Walker, wanted a mobility scooter and had an home help. Prayer. Gail, we couldn't understand, could they? Now what are you doing? Walking, swimming, everything. The God is God. Just believe the God is A yapper, and it must have been got a good yapper because he's moved generations down the wrong path with his yapping. Let the Holy Spirit yap and yap and yap and yap. Let him talk to the Spirit. The word God is Spirit to Spirit. Ask God, open my eyes to see your word. Not just black and white, church. Not just black and white. I think I've yapped enough. <laughs> Let's pray. I want you, as we're praying, to ask yourself, where am I sitting at the moment? Whose day am I sitting in? Whose, whose voice have I been listening to? If it's been the voice of the enemy, I suggest that you repent. So that's a great start. Because it puts you back in line with the Father so he can read mind you of who he is and how great he is. Father, I pray right now. I ask Heavenly Father in the name of your precious Son that you will touch our hearts right now. Each one of us, show us where we actually are at which gate, which council are we taking. And Father, I pray that it can be in any part, in small parts, Lord, that you are transforming us from glory to glory with revelation, understanding. So, Father, I ask that you touch us right now, Lord God, in your house, because we're here to, to grow and to mature. So that when we leave these, this place, we're not the same as what we were when we came in. 
that we're not self-focused, we're God-focused, and the lost-focused. Because you came to save the lost and bring about your kingdom on earth. So, Father, I pray that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I pray that we become one heart, one mind, one spirit together, thinking your thoughts, speaking your words, doing your will, revealing Christ to the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. If anyone wishes to have prayer, I ask that you come forward. We are a church that believes God. So if that was you today, who has been sitting in the enemy's camp, we want to pray for you. If you haven't given your heart to Jesus, because that's the first step to come into his kingdom, to be able to read the word and to understand, give your heart to Jesus, come forward and just... The thing is you just offer your life to him and, and allow him to be Lord of your life. Let him lead your life because he loves you so much that he died on the cross and he wants to lead you and guide you. He's a beautiful God. And so we ask if you need healing, come forward. Or if you just need prayer about something, come forward. And our prayer team will pray for you. Don't let the devil win. Get angry. See, what happened to I've got a bit of a temper, but I've got an advantage. I know how to use it against the enemy. Because then when I get angry against the enemy, my foot goes in, and then I go, I'm not going to be good. But get angry in the righteous way, not the unrighteous way, which I do a lot of repentance for. But stand firm on the word of God. Stand strong on the word of God, because he will deliver you if you hold fast. The Bible says, when you go through a situation, and this too shall pass. So will you give your hearts to Jesus? Will you rededicate? Will you just allow God to strengthen you? Because each one of us is one of the area where the the devil's voice is stronger than God's voice. So come forward in our team. We'd love to pray for you. Bless you, guys. Bless you.